Listeners, I know that you sometimes feel like your home is bursting with the boundless energy of your boys. Mine has been for a very long time. We want to tell you about Home Threads, where style meets the wild adventures of raising boys. At HomeThreads.com, you can find a collection of uh, furniture and home accessories designed to meet the needs of your growing boy family. They have everything from durable bunk beds to upscale gaming tables. You can turn your home into an attractive, durable playground, believe it or not. Uh, Janet and I both love their baking dishes. Solid, beautiful, functional. Anything you need for your home, you can likely find on homethreads.com, and we have a discount code for you. Go to homethreads.com slash onboys. You can get a code for 15% off your first order, because every leap, laugh, and loud moment deserves a space that embraces the chaos with style. Home Threads, love where you live. Welcome to On Boys, real talk about parenting, teaching, and reaching tomorrow's men. We're your co-hosts, Jennifer L.W. Fink of buildingboys.net and Janet Allison of boysalive.com. We have a big birthday coming up at my house. My third son is about to turn 16. And at least here in the States, 16 is when you can get your driver's license. This has been eagerly anticipated by him for a long time now. He got his learner's permit uh, almost exactly six months before his birthday so that he would have the requisite time of that before he could go for his license. And the only reason he is not going for his license on his 16th birthday is because his birthday falls on a weekend and the DMV is closed. So he's ready to go. He also has already bought his first car. He's just waiting for the freedom that comes with his driver's license. Freedom and responsibility and fear on the part of the parents. Fear and worry and depending on the child, uh, confidence as well. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It's been interesting. You know, he is my third son now to go for his driver's license, which has helped me a lot. But in talking to him, he's realizing that his friends, some of them have different rules regarding their use of the car or what they're going to be allowed to do even once they get their license. So we wanted to talk about this in the States. It's age 16. In a lot of Europe, it's 18 when kids can get their license. But this is a huge rite of passage when kids can drive a motor vehicle brings about a lot of independence. And as you said, responsibility. And we have to talk about these things. We do. And of course, I asked my Facebook group moms and dads what their experience has been. And I loved Sarah's quote. She said, I'm learning that with only 80% of the brain developed, with scant connection from amygdala to frontal cortex, I have about 10% interest in my teens driving or letting them ride with other teens. And that just calls up, I mean, this is such a big, complex 
issue. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I really hear that your son is chomping at the bit to get behind the wheel. The fact that he already has his own car is huge. Right. And I also know there are some very reluctant teens out there who actually aren't interested in even getting their learner's permit or driving. And it's really important to recognize what your own child is telling you and not to push them. Say if he is not asking to drive, he or she is not asking to drive, to practice drive, you can offer it, but don't push because somewhere in him, he knows that he's not ready yet. I agree with that 100%. My current husband, his kids did not get their license at 16. One of them is 30 something and still does not have her license. They had a sibling who was killed in a car accident when he was 16. Uh. That they were afraid to drive is not surprising. And it doesn't always have to be that dramatic. Your, your son might just not feel comfortable with it. That is okay. I think more than anything, this whole driving and extending more independence to your kid has to be completely individualized to your child and your family. There is no, this is right for everybody. You have to be very individualized with this. Absolutely. And one of the moms in the Facebook group said, you know, her two daughters, the oldest one got, did everything on schedule. The second one, a little more reluctant. And then the third child is a boy and he wants to drive, but the rest of his life is not showing that he has the responsibility. He's not taking responsibility for his schoolwork and all those other pieces. If those pieces are not in place, then man, oh man, we do not want to put him behind the wheel at mm-hmm. all. Mm-hmm. And uh, I did find some statistics that backed up exact. I know, shocker, exactly yeah. what you said. Today, of American high school seniors have their driver's license. And that's the lowest it's been in decades. Think about that. That's three out of 10 high school seniors that do not have a driver's license. And those are seniors, 17 and 18. And there's a lot of complex reasons for it. Some don't feel ready. If you live in a big city where there's ample public transportation and ride sharing services like Uber, a lot of kids just don't feel the need. Mm-hmm. I happen to live in a very rural area where a car still is independence. You can yeah. finally go do something on your own. Right. Jen, I wonder if this 71% of high school seniors, only 71% having their license also stems from the fact that kids are not as anxious to grow up or leave the house because why go to all the bother of taking a driver's test if mom's willing to take me wherever I I need to go or my friends are willing to take me wherever I need to go? That may be part of it. Also, if you have kids that have been growing up in a risk-adverse society, right? We've been so busy trying to keep them safe from harm that we don't do that, don't do that, don't do that. 
by the time you're 17, 16, you sort of internalize that and you inside don't feel safe to take those chances. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that uh, you want your very risk enthusiastic teen just to hand them the keys to the car. I'm not saying that, but there are cultural factors at play. One other one that I found, this was in a uh, Wired.com article, 36% say the main reason they're not learning how to drive is cost. A lot of high schools do not offer, you know, driver's ed as a free course like they did when many of us were growing up. And in a lot of places, it's becoming cost prohibitive. And you and I both know it's not just the cost of learning to drive, then it's the, the license and if there's a car and insurance and it's expensive. Yeah. And paying for gas. Yes. Yes. There's that. There is that. I want to go back for a minute. You were talking about kids who may not be enthusiastic about driving because frankly, they've got it pretty good right now. They've got mom or dad who's willing to drive them around. Parents do not be in too much of a rush to get rid of that because as you've probably already realized, the one time that your teen boys might talk to you is in the car driving. I have come to cherish driving time with my learning drivers so much because by definition, they're trapped with me in a car. Under the requirements of our state, they have to put in so many driving hours with me. They need me. <laughs> and they end up talking at that point in time. If they want to get experience driving, uh, when my second son was learning to drive, he had a girlfriend that lived far enough away that he had to drive to visit her. So we did so many trips back and forth. He wanted to drive, but I had to go along, right? Not a bad thing to be riding along to and from as your son goes to visit his girlfriend. That's true. And I have learned that once they get their driver's license, you kind of lose that avenue of connection. Mm -hmm. So I'm not saying don't let them be free, but if they're not feeling it, please don't rush it. Yeah. And to that point also, if you're not feeling it, as far as being one of the teachers of this new driver, then by all means, call in all your pals and have someone else do that practice driving with them because it is not helpful if you're on the other side pressing down the imaginary nope. brake pedal, although you know you will do that some, but if it's really uncomfortable and stressful for you, just let somebody else step in because it's it's too much. You don't, well, you don't need it and your kid doesn't need it. Right. Your kids can pick up on your anxiety. Yeah. And when your kid, when your son is 16, 17, 18, the last thing you need is another point of contention between the two of you. Right. True. And I've read um, advice from driving experts too, that point out parents for the most part, we know how to drive, but we don't know how to teach somebody else to drive. Mm -hmm. So simply saying, turn here, isn't really describing exactly what we want them to do. Yeah. So don't be afraid to reach out for help to um, hire an expert if you have the resources to do so. Right. And speaking of experts, there is one of our Facebook mamas told me about streetsurvival.org. And this actually sounds like a lot of fun because they go to, here in Portland, they go out to the racetrack. And oh, wow. kids drive their own cars, so they're learning how to handle their own car. In, on this website, and we'll include it in the show notes, 
he quotes a statistic that says nearly half of teen driver fatality accidents involve a single vehicle, which means that your teen did not maybe overcorrected or, you know, ran off the road and couldn't get back on. And, you know, when you think about this thousand, tens of thousand pound vehicle Mm -hmm. barreling down the road, it is a lot to learn how to handle the wheel and to have an awareness of what the car is going to do in different circumstances. And better to learn that out on a racetrack than Mm -hmm. on your neighborhood city streets. So yeah, yeah. he said the program manager of this foundation said that few people realize driving is one of the most dangerous things we do. A car traveling at just four miles per hour has more energy than a bullet. That's a lot of responsibility. Four miles an hour. That's like barely moving. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You know, I find it challenging to convey some of this to our kids because you and I can talk about these statistics Mm -hmm. and that's a compelling stat to us that may make us think twice about how we handle and respect a car. I hear from parents all the time how bath time can be such an ordeal. And yet bath time can be really fun. In fact, here in the very cold winter, we use bath time as an activity. Dabble and Dollop has got this dialed in because they have bath products that are not only natural, healthy, free of toxins, all the things we want for our kids, but they're fun. Jen, you said when your boys were young, they loved to make potions. My son, Tyler, had so much fun mixing things together, making potions, recipes. He would have loved Dabble and Dollop's Day at the Beach bath mixing set because it's a collection of soap scents and a little mixing thing and your kids can combine scents and make their own creations. It is exactly the kind of thing that can turn bath time into a fun, enjoyable, creative endeavor instead of just a fight. And I will say the bubbles have been bow tested in the bathtub and they last. They stay bubbles for a long time. Dabble and Dollop has everything from bath time shampoos, bubble baths, body washes, conditioners, lotions, bath bombs, bath toys and accessories. There's so many things to explore at Dabble and Dollop. Go to dabbleanddollop.com slash onboys to get 20% off your first order. That's dabbleanddollop.com slash onboys, 20% off for being an onboys listener. It's going to make a teenage boy roll his eyes. Absolutely. Right. You know, and so telling them these statistics about you, you know, you're more likely to get in an accident if you're texting and driving and here's the stats on that. They don't pay attention to that. So what do you think? How can we best convey these messages to our children uh, without, you know, making them tune us out? Right. Well, I think part of it is we have way more stringent 
guidelines and laws around driving than we did when I was a kid. I know yeah. that, you know, that it's, it's graduated in Oregon. So you get this and you have to do this and then you can move a little bit further down the road. And it's still, I think is for two years after you get your dri driver's license, you don't have other teens in the car. And so I learned, I learned today that um, all 50 states currently have some form of the graduated driver's license. So when you first get your license, you may not be allowed to drive with any other or maybe just one other teenage passenger. You might be restricted to the hours you drive. I also learned that um, they have graduated licensing in Canada, in New Zealand, in Australia. I didn't look at Europe, um, so somebody let me know if, if uh, what your requirements are. The thing in the United States I found is that it varies a lot from state to state. Mm -hmm. And one of the articles I was reading suggested, here's something parents can do. If your state is one of the more lenient ones, there's nothing stopping you as a parent from saying, okay, but the requirement for you to drive as a member of our family is, and maybe making a more stringent requirement. Look at what some of the other states require. Mm -hmm. Where I live in Wisconsin, once kids get their license, they can only drive with one other teenager in the car. But the exception is that siblings don't count. And um, as anybody who has ever had a sibling can attest, siblings can be very distracting, if not more so than your friends. Yes. I understand why they did that rule. And frankly, it's convenient for me because my 18-year-old can drive his siblings to school. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But again, think about what's practical for you your family, and your child. Well, absolutely. It all comes down to your communication, keeping those lines of communication open with your teen, being honest with them, and being very clear about what the consequences are if you do not obey the law or the family law, whatever mm -hmm. rules you have set down, and that you agree ahead of time on consequences because likely they probably are going to try to push it a little bit and have a every, reason. Every kid will screw up at some point. Yeah. And I will, I'm, I'm a 46 year old female. Do I speed? Yep. Do I do things I shouldn't do? Mm, yeah. So if I do that, the odds that my 16 or 18 year old son is going to do it is a hundred percent. Because you've been a great role model all these years, Jen, for speeding right through the middle of town, you know? Okay, I don't do that exactly. Oh, okay. okay. Exactly. <laughs> I want to come back to that, though. Finish your point, and we'll come back to that role modeling. Did I have a point? No. I, I thought so. No, I just was thinking about you speeding through the middle of town. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about the role modeling part, right? We can lecture our kids until we are blue in the face. Don't text and drive. Don't use your phone while you're driving. And so many of us do the same exact uh, thing. Yeah. And this isn't just your 14-year-old, 15-year-old. This starts when they are tiny yes they're in their car seat and you are texting they are learning how to drive from the get-go from you that was something i really had to confront and grapple with and frankly i still struggle with as my kids started learning to drive i realized that it's pretty nonsensical for me to tell them 
don't talk on the phone and drive. And they have seen me do it many times. Yeah. I have tried and continued to try not to do that. And I have also tried to make it a point to see them, to have them see me not answering the phone or pulling over to take a call. We can't expect our kids to do better than we do. Uh, Yeah, that's for sure. (laughs) How do you feel about kids paying for their own insurance? How do you work that at your house? Absolutely. You have to talk about the cost. It is expensive to have a driver. And what we do in my family, and remember we're a divorced family, mom pays a third of the insurance, dad pays a third of the insurance, teen driver pays the other third. Nice. That's how we do it at our house. Again, different people do different things, but I totally believe that the teens need to bear some, if not most of the cost of driving. Because let's face it, until you start driving, you have no clue how expensive it is. Yeah. Once my kids got their licenses, they very quickly realized that it takes gas to go places. And Aww. gas isn't cheap. Dang. And then, right? Burst also, their bubble. <laughs> I know. But that also means that gas cards become a very valuable and valued and appreciated Christmas and birthday present. Oh, good tip there, Jen. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And what about maintenance? What about keeping the car clean? All those, all those things that, you know, they're just so excited to get behind the wheel and take Mm -hmm. off that, you know, what about all that other car maintenance? Right. And that's going to depend on your values and I think whether you're sharing a family vehicle or your kid has his own vehicle. In my family, my kids have saved up and bought their own vehicles. I read an article preparing for this podcast where what this one family did was they wanted their son to have a safe car. So they saved up half, $6,000 so he could get a safe car. Now that might sound totally reasonable to some of you. I'm personally jealous because the van that I'm driving that I bought, I don't even remember how many years ago, I bought for $4,000 then. So. Right, me too. um, He's coming out with a pretty nice car, huh? Yeah, I wanna be in his family. Well, and I think it's a good point to say now, be careful about the car purchase. Yep. Because I have a family member who's um, shall remain nameless, but they bought their daughter a pretty new, it was used, but you know, kind of a, a sporty red car. And I thought, oh, wow. Just the message that that sends. Yeah. And the fact that police are way more on the lookout for sporty red cars with teen driving, teens driving them. Yep. So think about what the perception is out there as well and, and try to err on the side of not a jalopy necessarily, but. And it, it affects your insurance premiums too. Mm-hmm. Like think about that as you're looking. I have struggled with how involved to be with my kids' purchases and decisions. And I found a good article on the Washington Post yesterday that we'll share. And in this case, it was a mom helping her 20-year-old son with a car purchase. But, you know, so much of car shopping and buying today is thanks to things like Craigslist. And so you have a kid looking at a vehicle, wanting to meet a complete stranger somewhere, which brings up those questions. 
and you may or may not know much about the history of the car and you as a parent might be like, maybe we should take this vehicle into a mechanic and get it checked out beforehand. Depending, maybe you can insist on that, especially if you're helping pay for it, absolutely insist on that. If the kid does not want your input and is totally spending his money, do you let him just make his mistakes and then see what happens? There are a lot of ways this can go. I'm going to guess a lot of our listeners have a car story about buying a lemon yep. and the lessons learned from buying a car off of Craigslist or back in the day, the want ads coming out with something that didn't work out very well. I mean, my daughter's 33 and she has her, oh yeah, I shouldn't have bought that car story. You know, that's where we as parents so often we want to save our kids from that, right? Mm -hmm. We want to protect them from that pain that, that they spent their hard-earned money on something that really wasn't a good value. And yet, when it is your money on the line, that's when the lesson sticks. So right now, my 16-year-old and my 18-year-old, they both recently have purchased vehicles off of Craigslist. Neither one currently runs. Both need work. The boys both knew that they needed work going into it. They happen to have friends, and it's, in, it's the same friends. These guys are all played soccer together that work on cars. And so they are learning how to do some of this work on their own. And I support that 100%. Frankly, I think those lessons are more valuable than whether or not they ever get the car running. Yeah. And hey, you know where they are, right? Right. <laughs> and they are developing this sense of themselves as competent people as problem solvers, they're learning on their own. They really, at this point, don't need me to tell them whether or not this purchase is a good idea or a bad idea. Yeah. Natural consequences are going to take care of that. And that will mean more to them than a lecture from mom. I know I have a more hands-off approach than a lot of parents. It's partly due to the circumstances of my life, but it's worked so far. My Adam, the one who's about to get his license, he was asking me if I'm going to have any additional restrictions on him once he gets his license. I said, well, what do you mean? And he was talking about those graduated driver requirements. He mm. said, well, beyond those, I said, um, no, why? Do, Thinking, you want, do you want some? <laughs> right? Like in my head, I'm wondering, is he looking for the loophole? Is he basically asking for some kind of restrictions? What's his motivation here? Mm -hmm. He found out that some of his friends, after they get their license, their parents will still put on like a uh, no driving in the dark or no driving in the snow. I respect that. You know your kid, you do what's right for your kid. In Adam's case, I want to make it a point to give him that experience of driving in those conditions with me while he has his learner's permit so that when he has his license, he can go, provided he does okay with his learner's permit, which he has so far. Mm -hmm. Well, Jen, I bet you're planning a sweet 16 birthday party no, celebration. No. no, no, I'm not because here's what I know about 16. 16 is big to him. He doesn't care about me on that day. For him, 16 is all about independence and being with his friends. I've asked him twice now, Adam, what do you want to do for your birthday? Hmm. Okay, I'm going to leave it at that. 
I am not going to force him to do a family party. I'll make him a cake probably. And I'm going to let him figure out how he wants to celebrate that day with his friends. Well said, well done. And happy birthday. And happy birthday, mama. Yeah, that's another one all the way to 16. Woohoo! Parents, when your kid does get their driver's license, there's going to be a night, if not many nights, when you have a hard time going to sleep because your child is not yet home. It's normal. You're always going to feel that to some degree, but it gets better with practice. This letting our kids go, it's gradual and it's also really rewarding. Take some deep breaths, do what you need to do, talk to your friends, and support your child as he heads out into the world. Thanks for joining us. We are Jennifer L.W. Fink and Janet Allison, and we are here to support you in parenting and teaching tomorrow's men. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.